0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert. Here is this
0: week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. There, we're recording now. Good Lord. Rocky start. Well, we're back. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) And we've already used all our best material. Mm -hmm. It's all gone.
1: Well, let's... (laughs) Try to do note for note, cut for cut, what we just said.
0: That whole fun riff we had about practical effects? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the audience has no idea. What we we're starting to explain is that uh, this week's podcast is only different in that rather than reviewing two new TV shows, mm-hmm. we're going to discuss uh, classic films. Yes. Um, each one is a movie one of us hasn't seen and the other has mm-hmm. and knows well.
1: And we're recording in Technicolor
0: that's right living color <laughs> yeah dun, 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 dun. Spider-Man <laughs> Spider-Man and keep going <laughs> uh, does whatever a spider can yeah spider tax bins a web any size catches thieves just like flies look out mm-hmm. here comes a Spider-Man is he strong listen bud he's, he's got, got radioactive, radioactive blood. blood can he swing from a thread
1: take a look overhead <laughs> I like how they're posing all these questions <laughs> Can he swing from a thread? Just take a look overhead. Well, yeah, he's right there. Well, actually, you, like literally, take a look. Oh, ahead. there he is.
0: Why do you need me to answer? Take a look overhead. Yeah. Hey there, there goes the Spider Man. Mm-hmm. In the chill of the night, at the scene of the crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Yeah. Spider Man, Spider Man, friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Wealth and fame, he's ignored. Action is his reward. To him, life is a great big hangup. Spud. Wherever there's a bang up, uh, is it bang up?
1: I don't know. You're I I couldn't believe you were able to recite the whole thing.
0: We'll find the Spider Man.
1: What what Spider Man in the future do you think they'll use the full song? Uh, because they haven't yet, have they? Did you see um, the Spider Verse? Into the Spider Verse? Mm-hmm.
0: There was there was some kind of uh, theme song reference in that, wasn't there? Probably. It was so self referential. I think that they couldn't pass up that opportunity. Right. Spider Man Far From Home comes out really soon.
1: Yeah, it does. Are you excited for him? Yes, of course. I, are you not? Oh, I think it'll be good. Okay. I I like the first one. You mean it, back well, in I two, mean the two 2001? <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy, Toby Maguire. Yeah.
0: I like when Steve Ditko created him back in 1963.
1: Right. That was the one yeah. that I liked. The yeah. first one was the cartoon one.
0: Yeah. With the Green Goblin. No, I think Tom Holland's excellent. I think it's I think it's going to be fire. It's an exciting thing. Yeah. How many movies do you think they'll do? They'll do three. Well, remarkably, this is his fifth time playing Spider-Man already.
1: Oh, because, because of... He
0: had this tiny little show up in uh, Civil War, mm-hmm. then Endgame. He was, I think, pretty prominently in Infinity War. Yep. And, of course, he had his own Spider-Man movie. Right. Yeah, you nailed it. What are you eating?
1: oh uh, sure I, I was like, my sugar is running low. I went to Ikea. I took more insulin before going into Ikea, and it's classic that my... Sugar's always gonna go low in IKEA. IKEA, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, give me ten seconds.
0: Okay, all right. This is like bang up content, compelling video on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't light it properly. Mm. I used a GoPro. We have one shot. This Mm. is not Rogan, baby. This is crude.
1: That's right. We're doing this for continuity purposes, so people know we're only doing this because we're talking. We don't edit.
0: We're talking about movies, so I thought let's make a
1: movie. Oh, Okay, well, we need a beginning, a middle, and an end, oh. and and I think that should have started by us like walking and fighting. And Except then...
0: one of the one of the movies we're discussing is Tarantino, so fuck a three act structure. Right,
1: what we actually need is a middle and end, and a or an end and then a beginning and then a middle. Right, and a lot of like
0: a lot of masturbatory camera stuff. A lot of like really totally self appreciation.
1: But we can't have any of the language. No, none of the Defin- Definitely a few words that oh, cannot I have, be used on I this have podcast. I have
0: thoughts. I have thoughts. I'm sure you do. It, <laughs> you couldn't... Okay, well, we'll talk about that. How's your week going? Are you doing okay? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's good. You got your Vampire Weekend t-shirt on. You must be good. I do. Feeling good. Now, well,
1: I actually just had to switch out of a sweatshirt I was wearing before, and I was wearing a, a, a shirt that was the same color as these pants, so it was going to look like I was wearing a unisuit. Yeah, you look like a fool. Exactly. Right. And I... I actually, forgot that this was being recorded. It no, would I have been even weirder.
0: You know what I got? Becky got me uh, a Raptors hat. Okay. Which is a little... It's a complicated thing because what this says for sure is I am not going to get out while the getting's good, a one-season fair weather fan who saw the highest high and then retired as a sports fan. Right. This says I'm going to sink my heels in. I'm going to follow this team. I'm going to love this because it was it Because was Becky experience. got you a hat? No, I wanted to do it anyway. We, oh, okay. we said, look, let's buy $40 hats. Let's, let's <laughs> oh, okay. put our money where our mouths are. Did you get like championship hats? No. Okay. They're just like, mine's like a classic purple hat. It's a little bold for old Colin Sweets. Yeah. It's bright
1: purple. So it's like classic Raps colors.
0: Well, and much like how I knew nothing about the culture of basketball a month mm-hmm. ago, I know nothing about the culture of wearing a hat.
1: <laughs> That's your your fingers on the pulse of <laughs> of fashion do you know what i mean though like it's like it's not just any hat mm-hmm. it's quite a
0: firm dome it's yeah quite is it like a flat brim yeah <laughs> oh wow okay. so i don't i'm not to i'm not to curve the brim okay uh, right
1: yeah i mean i gotta see this hat it's a snapback you should have you should want like dad hat snapback well they don't really have like like uh,
0: uh baseball hats for basketball teams gotcha. as
1: it turns out yeah, well, flat brims are also snapback flat brims. Yeah,
0: so I can wear a baseball hat backwards. By the way, it kind of looks better on me backwards. Sure, um, and I'm fine with that. So you don't you don't curve the brim? Do you leave the shiny sticker on the brim? No, take that off. Okay, good. Don't be a fool. All right, no, I don't. I I I I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad to. I just don't want to take it off and have somebody like,
1: what did you? do? Whoa, you took off the seven and three quarters. Yeah, <laughs> sticker. Didn't you ever tear a
0: Ty tag off and then get flack from your classmates?
1: Sure. Yes, but much like, you know, how you're an adult now and could tear tear off a TY sticker, you can also go ahead and take that sticker off your hat. Some things stay with you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But no, I think
0: I'll have to see Don't give me a hard time. I'm already self-conscious and I like this team and I like this hat, but I don't want to be made to feel like I shouldn't have the hat on.
1: No, you have the hat on. Okay. Wear the hat, man. It's great. I want to see it. All right.
0: I want you to f- I don't know if I buy this. I think this is insincere.
1: No, this is very sincere. Yeah. What I mean, what would I have to say? I don't know. You got this like you got this like smug grin. No, it's just, because, it's just because of where it started on the... I don't know if I need to take the sticker off. I can't bend the brim. I'm I, saying this to you because I thought you could help. And it turns out you can. I but, can but you But I want you to strip but, away all this attitude.
0: I'm attitude free, bub.
1: Genuine questions so that I won't look silly. Okay. Question the first. Okay. Can you wear the sticker? No, you can't. Okay, great. Great. Question the second. Can you bend the brim? Probably uh, mildly. Yeah, you could do a mild. The thing is, it's it's got such uh, it's got such a bone structure. This hat, right? Like bending the curve kind of affects the structure. Yeah, fair enough. I got a Seattle Mariners snapback baseball hat, and no, I did not bend the brim at all. Okay, okay. You wear it exclusively backwards. I wear pretty much backwards. I can picture you in a backwards baseball hat. And sometimes I'll, if I wear it forwards, then I just like kind of wear it like down above the eyebrows.
0: See, the only hats I'm used to wearing are toques, because this is Canada, mm-hmm. and also like the flat caps, like the, the, right. the hats that, you know what's weird about those hats? I wear those in public, and yeah. middle-aged men constantly tell me they wish they could pull off hats like that. <laughs>
1: the newsboy hat.
0: Yeah, it's, it's something about specifically middle-aged men. They'll say, I like your hat. I wish I could pull off hats like that. And it's ridiculous. Those hats are designed to look good on dorky-looking people. They're made and- to look good on everyone. Especially a middle-aged guy. Absolutely. Especially a balding guy. That's what they're for. So you're (laughs) not wearing your silly Jays hat anymore. You're a grown man. You don't have hair anymore. Wear this slightly more stylish cap. It looks good on everyone. They're like, I wish. have the confidence to slap
1: it on. They're like, I wish I could pull that hat off. And then they put on the purple Raptors cap with the (laughs) sticker on the top.
0: Well, they have the sticker on it. That's their first mistake.
1: What a noob.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now I realize I went for a walk last night with the hat on. And oh, I had the sticker on it. I think Jen saw you walking. She, did she say anything about the awful sticker? It was all she was talking about.
1: Oh, uh, no, she uh, yeah. <laughs> she uh, didn't mention anything about you wearing a hat. So maybe it was a different time. So maybe I was really pulling off the hat. I think you were really pulling off the really hat. Really natural. It
0: didn't stand out. It wasn't like, who are you trying to be? Yeah. This she is was like, I, was, I saw Becky
1: and Sweets. They look great. <laughs> it was along those lines.
0: Sweets so look like somebody who watches sports and has always. He
1: looked really sporty. He looked
0: really confident in his <laughs> sports convictions. Yeah, big raps fan.
1: Yeah, big time. Next Drake. <laughs> <laughs> what does Drake do now? Does he
0: like go on tour? Does he like?
1: He released like two songs because they won the championship. Oh lord. Yeah. How was he involved he, in the parade at all? Uh, I don't know if he was. Yeah, I I think he probably was. I know he took them to Vegas we were talking about that I yeah think. that's right but yeah i mean that's it
0: he's got a ring and uh and bill simmons was saying that Kawhi might go to the clippers
1: that's the that that was like the consensus spot for him before okay. before the championship, the championship before they won and now, that does change things. and that changes things yeah it definitely shakes things out he bought stuff at home depot man he bought stuff at Home Depot.
0: Yeah, he was photographed at Home Depot, like walking out with like t- tons of stuff, and every, oh, everyone, that. everyone in Ontario took that to mean like, oh, he's got a he's, place. He's at Home Depot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the only way it could be more uh, Ontario is if he was at like Home Hardware. Yes. like a, a distinctly <laughs> Canadian like brand. Right. Stops at Corner Gas on the way home.
0: Because <laughs> it's not a real. He gets place. called a jackass. Right. Actually, uh, Brent Budd is going to be on WTF tomorrow
1: whoa no, we're not co-
0: yeah that's deep it's interesting it's like worlds collide
1: do you think that will be the least listened to uh Mark and podcast? i don't
0: know i don't get a i don't get a sense of whether or not because like every now and then he'll have on a comedian who is just a comics comic right and these guys probably cross paths at yeah, like sure. jfl or whatever
1: you're right he might be like so uh we know each other right from uh like 97 the tours in the midwest right like, i think that's well I... and, and something american comics especially
0: interviewer american comics do to try and relate to canadian comics uh when they talk about the road they'll be like yuck yucks right So a yuck right. yucks was you it did a, the yuck yucks is, is it a yuck yucks yeah because they know yuck yucks is right. everywhere you traveled yuck yucks yeah yeah, yeah. do you ever go to yuck yucks
1: i just the halifax one
0: yeah yeah me too it's yeah. okay it's very expensive it is is it still open Must oh, still i think be. so i think yeah. so yeah i think they sell out i think they do quite well
1: mm. for like for their hotel guests it's right. good to be in a hotel it is yeah yeah you're right can you imagine being in a hotel that just happens to have a yuck yucks? just head down to yuck yucks. yeah but you have to you have to have a reservation you mm. have to have a reservation mm.
0: and it's like 30 bucks mm. and you're going spend more money it's too much
1: yeah i'm buying the flat brim right yeah the hat was 40 but that lasts a lifetime yeah <laughs> um yeah, no, I haven't been to been there in a while, but I am interested in seeing Brent. Butt. Uh is he working on something right now? Yeah, the animated Corner Gas is out. <laughs> you think that's
0: what it Mark is? Barron's going to be talking about? Definitely, it's what he's promoting. I think
1: maybe it's Corner Gas
0: has a little bit of a la Schitt's Creek. I think it has a little bit of coverage in the states.
1: I would say very like or letter or letter sh- Kenny is that what sure, it's called? Yeah, letter Kenny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, maybe.
0: Maybe especially since corner gas is a big old lampoon of Canadian culture like it would just further like we find it funny, but it just further solidifies the stereotypes of Canada so that Americans actually can digest it. Right. I see how it works on both levels. Yeah. Okay. Do we need to be at all concerned about the early reviews
1: for yesterday being quite poor? Oh, um, what does this mean? I, I already told you my, my potential spoiler. Like how does the movie not end with him waking up from the coma? That it is Being very like, hard to imagine. Cause the only other thing is he gets found
0: out as a fraud and then he goes to jail and is cancel cultured. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I don't like about the the promotion for this movie? All the press describes it as, uh, he's the only one who remembers the Beatles this is always how that, like, he, yeah. he's the only one who remembers. No, no. The, the Beatles don't exist in right. this. That's right. He, is he the only Ugh. one who remembers the Beatles, or is he the only one who knows the Beatles
1: as an from entity? From another, yeah, from a dimension where they were popular. Right. Because if just everyone has amnesia, I'm already bored. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> there, you learn through, the, through through the movie, there's other things they don't remember. Like, you're just slowly picking up. The, like, he's like, oh, I need a fork and knife. What's a knife? <laughs> well, I can... Look at this stuff.
0: Isn't it neat? He's, he's, he's the Beatles, but he's also
1: the inventor of the knife. I
0: wouldn't be... I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't be floored if that turned out to be the uh, the twist. Because yeah. how else are they going to justify that Ed Sheeran and Coldplay exist? We talked about this before, about how if the Beatles don't exist, culture itself is different. Right. And this movie doesn't appear to uh, imagine a world that has not been influenced by the Beatles. They've right. just lifted, they've just cleanly lifted the Beatles out of culture. And it does kind of seem like that could be the twist, like oh hang on the Beatles always did
1: exist and now they remember. But if we learn anything from Endgame, you actually can you can't really change what's going to happen anyway if you uh, travel back to the past well
0: these are these are the two eternal questions of the time travel narrative the mm. the terminator versus the back to the future right will it actually change right terminator i think the idea was it will won't it no terminator was what happened is always what happened right no matter who you send back to right to like, like john connor exists because he went back to impregnate right.
1: his, is that how it goes Something like that. Is
0: he his own father? Is that how it <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. No? No, the person who was trying to That'd save be Wild. The person who was trying to save Sarah Connor, I think, ended up impregnating her with John Connor. Right. Which, yeah, that's kind of a, a, a mind trip. Right, but back to the future is all
0: about going back and making sure this thing doesn't happen. Right. Well, wait, wait, what are they trying to prevent in Back to the Future again? Well, Marty's first trip back into the 50s is accidental. He's trying to escape the Libyans, and the flux capacitor is already turned on. The time circuits are an example of the same evening that Doc Brown invented time travel.
1: There's no project that he has until he fucks something up to create a project. Minimally, his main
0: project is to get back to the future, is to figure out how to uh, generate 1.21 gigawatts of electricity in the flux capacitor (laughs) in Nineteen fifty-five. Right. That's his the number... Flexing
1: a little bit on the Back to the Future knowledge, which I appreciate. If you don't know 1.21 <laughs> gigawatts, why are we doing a podcast? You're right. What are we doing? I'm sorry. What are we doing here? Do we need to do I, do, a,
0: I do appreciate it. You've seen Back to the Future. I have. God almighty. Can you imagine if I discovered now you've never seen Back to the Future? <laughs> Wait till we get to Pulp Fiction. Oh my God. Um, so that's his main objective, is to get back to the future. Right. Um, but meanwhile... Doc has also been gunned down by the Libyans. And yes. so Marty is also, as a side project, right. as a side hustle, trying to get Doc to be prepared for that night. Doc won't hear it. Right. And then in the end, we find out Doc decided, ah, what the hell. I, he I'll puts put on a, on a bulletproof, bulletproof vest. vest. And then the inciting action of Back to the Future Part 2. Is to go forward to the future and prevent the robbery that uh, creates a chain reaction, which unravels the McFly family as we know it. Right. And so that one is about changing history, but history that is yet to happen. Right. Uh, and then part three is again about getting back to the future. Right. Going even further back. Yeah. I like part three. But again, it's accidental. You go accidentally back to the, the past. I love part three. I think it gets a bad rap. It was accidental? Yeah, so at uh, the end of part two, um, it's established that the time circuits are kind of jamming. And um, so after they get the sports almanac, the gray sports almanac back from right. Biff, they destroy it and they're all ready to go home. Everything is status quo once again. But then Doc is flying the the time machine in the same uh, lightning storm that is useful in the first Uh, back to the future movie Uh. gets struck by lightning accidentally and is sent back to 1885. And then Marty has to access 1950s doc Mm -hmm. to go back and rescue him.
1: But doesn't doc stay there?
0: Uh, Yes, he does because he falls in love with Mary's Dean Virgin. Right. What a lovely story. (laughs) What a fable. (laughs) What a story for the ages. Mm -hmm. It's true. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen with, uh, with yesterday. Interestingly, there's apparently a graphic novel written by a guy named David Blott in 2011. It's called Yesterday, and it has a very similar premise. He's not suing; he's not alleging any kind of like wrongdoing. It's different enough, so basically, it takes place in the 60s, and the Beatles haven't quite happened yet. So he he travels back to like 1963 or whatever, records all the Beatles songs, creates. The, like the biggest music sensation of all time kind of pulls the rug out from underneath the Beatles before they can get to it. Right. But it's similar,
1: but he travels back in time. It's a time travel story.
0: So he goes back to <laughs> okay. just, just before the Beatles right. and cock blocks them. Right. It, whereas in this case, it takes place present day and just the Beatles never happen for whatever reason. It seems
1: like so much more work than using the gray sports almanac to create a fortune. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you still have to be pretty proficient, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't just be like, "Okay, I'm going to record this Beatles song." That's right. Unless you're a very talented musician. And still, there's
0: Well, I guess Brian Wilson did that, right? He was a musical genius who definitely had a great singing voice and could play some piano, but he brought in like session people to make it sound how it sounded in his head.
1: Yes, but he wasn't
0: stealing at any point. No, of course not. But right. it was a lot of work. Right. Yes, it was a lot of work. <laughs> no, no, you're right. The the Gray Sports Almanac was was a shortcut for sure. Totally. But that's how you get Donald Trump as president. That's right. So anyway, uh, this David Blott uploaded his graphic novel for free on Twitter. No way. And you can read his graphic novel. Did you read it? No, I haven't read it. Okay. I thought about doing that when I was bored at work today, yeah. and then I realized that's unethical. <laughs> Do your job. Do your job. Be an adult. Speaking of Danny Boyle, who directed yesterday, mm-hmm. which by the way, I'm still going to see. It's got like a 64% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's not like a, a, a tragedy. It's not no. like... It was in the 20s I'd be concerned. The thing about a Richard Curtis movie is that it's schmaltzy by definition Mm -hmm. so when love actually came out it probably didn't get amazing reviews either and over time we're like oh that's a lovely movie but it's not a like a really scholarly movie right it's probably like a 78 probably is uh and so i can see how this movie is probably the same it looks Mm -hmm. schmaltzy and it's it's not getting such poor reviews that we have to be concerned right uh, but speaking of Danny and Boyle... And I would be concerned. I would be so... Well, okay, you can joke, but you were pretty psyched about this
1: movie. And I am psyched trailer. about I, it. You're right. I, th- I think the luster kind of wore off a bit for me after seeing... After knowing about it for so long and seeing so many previews. Right. And then coming up with my ending.
0: Okay, yeah. Oh, I really hope it's not and then he woke up. I know. That would be such a drag. Yeah.
1: Did you know that there's also
0: going to be a Springsteen one? No. So another in a long line of movies that celebrate the music of one particular artist or band right. named after one song from that artist's catalog. So Is it we Thunder Road? No. It's very it's you'd never guess it. It's a weird one. Um we had Bohemian, Badlands? No. We had Bohemian Rhapsody and and Rocketman which are uh, biographical, get? Okay. And then more along the uh fictitious side, we have Yesterday and Blinded by the Light, which I think we all know was hmm. written by Springsteen, but is made famous by Manfred Mann. Right. little weird. And so it's based on a true story about like an Indian kid who I think lives in like the UK, okay. struggling with identity, discovers the music of Bruce Springsteen. And it speaks to him on a whole nother level. And like, so it's a movie about Bruce Springsteen music and what it can do to
1: you. Right. But it's, I don't think there's a magical element. Right. He's and, not, tra- there's, yeah, there's no supernatural him traveling back in time. Right. And Miles like Teller's that. not going to play Bruce Springsteen. Anymore. Okay. It's just, I think it's, it's, that was it's, actually a good poll. Miles Teller playing Bruce Springsteen would be all
0: right. I could see that. I don't, I don't know if he has the raw sexual magnetism of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> sure.
1: I, I mean, hey, who does, who does, that's probably why they're, making it from the, the view of someone else skinny british indian kid just instead. able to watch Just, <laughs> just able to just completely
0: watch steer in the other direction yeah, it's true so danny boyle directed yesterday i keep trying to get to this sorry uh he has had lots to say about bond 25 ever since he left that movie okay uh, um and we've talked about how bond 25 is uh cursed mm-hmm. he said interestingly that he thinks robert pattinson should play 007 in the Man, next he's Batman. He's well, that's what's interesting is that Christian Bale was offered both jobs. I was gonna say maybe Christian Bale plays him now. Christian Bale. Oh well then we got older Batman again. He's probably older than You're Daniel right.
1: Craig. No way. Christian Bale? Yeah. Definitely like three to five years younger. Three to five years younger that's than Daniel Craig. Yeah, I think so.
0: All right, we'll look it up. We're going to the Google net. There's no way he's that much younger. Fact check it. I think he's probably older, although he's such a chameleon, he can look like any age. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it turns out he's 85. Way back, Christian Bale was offered both uh, like pre-Daniel Craig, the next James Bond, mm-hmm. or Bruce Wayne, but you're not allowed to be both. Right. Couldn't you know live why? up to Pierce Brosnan. Do
1: you know why? Uh, I've told you what, this before. Wasn't there a clause that like Ian, uh, what's his name, wrote that? Uh, like, Ian Fleming? Ian Fleming said, like, there can only be... I don't know about Ian Fleming, but there is a rule within the broccoli production
0: of, of James Bond movies mm-hmm. that the actor currently ten, like currently sitting as James Bond is yeah. not allowed to wear a tuxedo in any other movies.
1: And so... Not wear a tuxedo. That's so, like... It should have made that, that a way more elaborate rule than just a tuxedo. Well, and, like, you can make a, a Batman movie without Bruce
0: Wayne in a tuxedo. Although it does kind of seem like a standard. Yeah. Um What did you say? Daniel Craig is 6 years older than Christian Bale. I said 3 to 5. Yeah, but like th- that's that's really startles me. I yeah. thought he'd be older than Daniel Craig.
1: Man, I'm wrong about everything. <laughs> we could have waited for Jade to explain it, but uh, <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> Do we have a Jade this week? No, we don't have a Jade this okay. week. I yeah. guess we were perfect last time. <sighs> Man, first time. The no thing, mistakes this week.
0: The thing about Robert Pattinson is I love it. I love him as Bruce Wayne. I kind of love him as 007, and I am usually of the no-get-a-stranger mind. Right. But I kind of like him as both. I don't want to see him do both, but one or the other is fine with me. Sure. And it's going to be Batman, that's confirmed. So it's a moot point. Hey,
1: hot take. Who plays 007 this time? Elton John. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Taron Egerton, but then Taron Egerton played Elton John. Right. Elton John was in Kingsman. Yep, I think that's a natural transition. And Rami Malek, Freddie Mercury, is mm-hmm. playing the villain in Bond twenty five, right? Or Let's they collide. could move him into the hero role. <laughs> He's Bond, okay? And Taron Egerton, villain, okay? Blofeld. It Blofeld. That's the that's the
0: iconic James Bond villain. Like like Doctor uh, Evil I is see. like the look of Doctor Evil is a, right. Okay, is a shtick gotcha. on Blofeld.
1: Is it Blofeld or like Dr. Nope. Doctor No? Nope. Okay, gotcha. Can't help you with that. My bad. Yeah. I watched Dr. No. Isn't that, isn't he dressed kind of like, Bl- maybe Dr. No is Blofeld? I don't know. See, this is something Blofeld Jade can help Dr. us with because no. I happen to know Jade's seen them all. Jade, uh, fact
0: check us. We're going to need a little James Bond history from you. Sh- show us the way on the show show.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, Toy Story 4. I saw Toy Story 4.
1: I'm so excited. I, kn- I know where this is going. Well. And you're about to drop some flames on us.
0: No, I, I, but the thing is, I don't want to spoil Toy Story 4 on the podcast because still a lot of people haven't seen it sure. yet. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say anything that happens in it that could be deemed a spoiler. So to recap, you watched
1: the first three Toy Stories. In 24 hours. In 24 hours. Yeah. You love the franchise. I do. Yeah. You openly wept. Oh, yeah. During all three no well n- no not part two
0: okay you know what's funny like i i wept in the part of part three that made everyone weep sure. when he's giving the toys away but it's gotten to the point now where the song you've got a friend in me by randy newman which is goofy right. makes me cry right i don't know why that is sure that song makes it brings me cry. It back um and i got a little i got a little misty at one point in part four like early on there's a really good like felt like classic toy story sequence uh First and foremost, when you're first told that they're going to make a Toy Story 4, you're very nervous about that. The same way you were when you first heard they were going to make a Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. We're just bringing more opportunities for you to screw up this already perfect thing. Right. Remarkably, you have a perfect trilogy with 1, 2, and 3.
1: You were excited for 4. You were obviously rooting for it. Yeah, I was cautiously optimistic. I was optimistic. thinking you were going to come in and go, buddy, Yeah, it's so good. Yep.
0: Yeah, and like technically speaking, they, they did a good job. They know how to use the software. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there is just, it's very hard to talk about it like, without spoiling the ending, but there is a, a, there's a fundamental misunderstanding about the thesis of Toy Story. They, they break the rules of Toy Story. Wow. And I don't, I don't see and A lot of people are kind of defending that by saying, well, that's what makes it a good final chapter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't it doesn't do that. It breaks the rules. Oh, I it, think I
1: know. I think I already know what you're talking about. Okay, you can take a guess and I'm I'm I'll be stone cold. I'm thinking they end up going completely independent and they don't have an owner at the end. Okay. Okay. Well, it's it, it's just
0: it's very hard for me to respond to sure. it. We know that it's a love story, right? We mm-hmm. know that it's supposed to like focus on on Woody and Bo Peep. I find that kind of charming, but it's it's a really significant part of the story. Mm-hmm. and I don't feel like Bo Peep is a, a really considerable character in this story. I think the main love story is is uh Woody and Andy. Yeah. and so i was I was okay with like the 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 moving on from Andy, but that's also why I think part three was the best final chapter, right. And so. I was really okay with it. I was I was enjoying it pretty much up until the last ten minutes. No and then, way! And wow! Then I, 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 it's not like
1: wasn't flawless.
0: It, no, it wasn't flawless. But I was I, I was at peace with it until the last ten minutes. And then one of the characters says something, and you realize what's going to happen. Oh no! And I was just like, what? And I just kind of sat there, speechless. I was just I didn't really I didn't even really know how to articulate my frustration.
1: Wow! Yeah. How was the drive home? Oh, it was just a rant. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did Becky do with that? She agrees with me. She was on or, Team Suites or, on that
0: one. Or so she says. She's just so supportive. Sure. Um, I don't think she's quite as passionate as me. And this is the thing I have to remember sometimes. I was telling my other friends about this the other night. And one of them said, okay, but I don't think I know anyone who loves Toy Story as much as you do. And that was, like a, that was kind of telling for me because I think mm. my arrogant self sometimes forgets that not everyone shares the same passions or convictions as me right
1: you're more protective about that it'd be like if they made another back to the future as much as you might want to see another back to the future that you would have so many you'd be nitpicking at it although I, you'd want to cheer for yeah. it yeah you're gonna be like well that doesn't make any sense Flux capacitor it's not 1.21 gigawatts it's right this and Everything else doesn't make sense anymore. I wrote a Back to the Future for just as like an exercise. Exactly. So you would definitely disagree with some of the choices that they might
0: make. Well, and I wrote it safely knowing that uh, that the Bobs, Zemeckis and Gale, mm-hmm. have like they have like a clause in their will that says you're not allowed to make a part four. Like they're the last remaining <laughs> um, uh, integrities uh-huh. within Hollywood. I think. Because certainly someone has said, are you sure we can't squeeze another thing out Wouldn't of there? it be great if you made like an
1: animated fan fiction
0: version? They
1: have a graphic novel
0: series, which I think is great.
1: Yeah. Nice. I think
0: it's great. Very cool. And you've actually read them. I got a couple of them around here somewhere. They're
1: okay. Neat. They're okay. okay.
0: And there's a video game, which I think was pretty popular.
1: They're, okay, You can yeah.
0: expand it. But like toys, uh, much like Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 are flawless. There's right. no fat on those movies. And so just keep
1: it. Sure. Yeah. Nothing to uh, nothing to make better. That's right. So out of 10, where are you with Toy Story 4? It's like a three. Whoa! Yeah. Man.
0: It's a destructive mistake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. This is the Chernobyl of Pixar it sequels. It is. Yikes. Yeah.
0: You know what? It's so bad
1: that I want a fifth. To, to right the wrongs of the fourth. You
0: know what I mean? Like, like it's, I didn't want a fourth, but I was willing to accept and welcome a fourth. I was cautiously optimistic about a yeah. fourth, but like these movies are so good. You're nervous about sequels.
1: Maybe this is why
0: Rashida Jones really walked away. Maybe it is. It wasn't about the Lassiter, the, the wrongdoings of Lassiter. <laughs> no.
1: Whoa. It's maybe
0: a three. Like it was, it was it <laughs> ruined my night. I was, like, really upset, oh, which now, is so silly.
1: Now I want to watch it for all the wrong reasons.
0: Yeah. To
1: just go and see what you didn't like about
0: it. Yeah. Well, and much like how I oversell things when I'm like, you haven't seen one, Harry Met Sally? It's the best movie of all time. Right. I have, I have a tendency to do that. I can go the other way, too. You're going to sure. see it and go, get over yourself. It's not I'm that I'm going to see it and
1: go, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It was probably, like, a 7.5 on the Slano meter. Yeah.
0: But a th- <laughs> barely a 3 on
1: the Sweetsometer.
0: One thing I can say that doesn't really spoil anything is that we do not get enough of the classic gang. Like this is, this is a really Woody focused story and Woody's everyone's favorite. So yeah. that's fine. But like Rex and slink and the potato heads granted, uh, Don Rickles is dead. And so they just kind of had to like scrape some, sure. some voices out from other things he's done. P-L. Um, what's that? P L probably is the word you were looking for rather than scream. Yeah, I like it. Very good. Um, it was that we didn't get a lot of those guys. Even Buzz feels like a secondary character in this movie. Okay, and that's a mistake. That's also. wrong.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Is is uh, uh. What's what's the girl's name? Uh, not Woody, but uh, Jesse. Jesse. Secondary. secondary. At best. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm interested to see... how much of a focus did they have on the Key and Peel characters?
0: Significant oh way more prominent than rex and slink and the potato heads way more
1: prominent than they should be because they're fine i've noticed them in trailers they were funny i I will say they're probably my favorite part okay and i like forky and you like was it forky or sporky
0: he's a spork but they named him forky okay i i thought forky was good tony hale voiced him um i thought the character was funny It's, it's not my problem that's that's not the issue i take at all okay all right and you like his his character arc forky yeah well forky is there to illustrate that the purpose of this movie is finding your uh your purpose in life right it's like knowing what you're here to do mm-hmm. and so he's garbage who becomes a toy right and so he has to learn that your role now that you have sentience is to make kids happy right and so and so there there's where i begin to struggle with how they ultimately make this film right because i like that as a thesis as long as you play by your own rules. Right. <laughs> we got to move off the topic. I'm it's getting, it's so close so to emotional. it's so
1: close to Westworld, isn't it? Maybe. Like as soon as they stick eyes on someone, they're sentient and they yes. have their own feelings. Yeah. But also that can mess with someone. Well, and I
0: think because like Bonnie makes Forky in class, mm-hmm. yeah, like as a school project. Right. And because she plays with him, mm-hmm. like the like the love of a child has brought him to life, right? I don't think just anything with googly eyes is is oh, like a sentient I thing. Wanna, to a story,
1: i kind of wonder if I should just get the spoiler from you after the show. No, I'll watch the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen. I saw the first two in theaters, but third I watched on Jen's bed. Mm. <laughs> Steamy. <laughs> All right.
0: The Office is leaving Netflix in 2021. It is. It's finally happening. Like six months of discussing whether or not it's going to stick around. Um, and it's not. But like a lot of time before it leaves. And right. lots of people are tweeting, well, then that's when I cancel my Netflix. First of all, Netflix is not Great. kicking off The Office. You're the only person making plans for 2021. <laughs> <laughs> it's not up to The Office. The Office, or it, it's not up to Netflix. Netflix. They want to keep The Office. But NBC is launching its own NBC streaming service. Sure. And I think I'm going to have to put my foot down at, <coughs> excuse me, my God, subscribing to uh, network owned streaming services because that is a very regressive approach to the streaming. Right.
1: <laughs> You're right. The streaming movement.
0: Yeah. The streaming river. CBS has had one for a while. Yeah. So NBC wants to all jump access. aboard and they're going to, they're going to drag back all their content. Friends too. It sucks for Netflix. Ooh,
1: that's big. Yeah. Netflix is trying to, make some OC right now. Yeah. Not sure how that's gonna work. Not sure if I like the future of the streaming generation right now. I know. You're just inviting people to download stuff for free again. Yeah. Like we
0: were talking the other day about how it's remarkable that Spotify and Apple Music figured out how to stop the um the desolation of the music industry. Like yes. 10 years ago, the music industry was on its back with its feet in the air like yeah. it was done for yeah. because it was so easy to steal music and then they just figured out a way to make uh legal like legal music acquisition yeah. even easier than stealing it
1: and still kind of screw the artists
0: <laughs> yeah still a little bit actually there was a thing in the news this week about how spotify realized they overpaid artists and they sent out a memo asking for some money back
1: no way oh yeah
0: yeah that can, had to hurt
1: can they actually get the money back
0: i don't think so i mean maybe they can sue for it right yeah That's a lot of people to sue right So anyway, it's kind of like that with TV. It's like, Mm. it's right now, if you subscribe to a couple of these, not all of them, but a couple of them, you can see most things. Yeah. Like if you got Netflix and Crave. It's a lot of ground covered. Yeah. Especially if you got Amazon Prime because you're a student and that costs nothing when you're a student. Right. You got a lot of ground covered. Mm -hmm. Why would you bother torrenting stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Does make sense. Right. But like if they're, if the, every little thing is on every different, every other network, then you're just paying for every other network like you're doing right now and with you cable.
0: Just, you just have cable again. Yeah. It's a vicious circle. So, so I don't know what's going to happen, but it, yeah, it's a bummer. But there's, if you were only on Netflix to watch The Office, you kind of don't get what Netflix is. Sure. Get the DVDs. Yeah. Or, or download them. Just download them. <laughs> just rip them off. Come on. Man. You paid. Yeah.
1: You pay yeah, long... exactly. If you paid for the DVDs right. and like they're streaming on a certain other platform, I feel like you earned it at this point. Anthony Jesselnik has a new talk show. Okay. Which I don't know. Is that the right forum for him? He hasn't really been able to find his We thing. loved
0: his talk show.
1: Oh, the Jesselnik Offensive.
0: Yeah, It's like a variety show. Was it a
1: talk show? I guess it was. He had, he had a panel. He did a monologue. He had a panel. Yeah. Yeah. And a
0: stunt, like some kind of like desk bit or street bit. Right. Um... I loved it. I I didn't like his new stand-up special as much as his last one. Okay. I think he's good. I don't know if he's like got a really great book in him or like a really great role in him, Mm -hmm. but he hasn't been able to find the thing that made him like a huge star yet. Right. He's quite well known, but like he's struggled a little bit. So Comedy Central ordered six episodes of his new series, Good Talk with Anthony Jeselnik, which is a good title. Mm -hmm. I guess
1: we'll see. It might just be like the David Letterman thing, but shorter. You mean just like kind of a reverent? Just bringing one person on and talking with them. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Good talk. I don't don't know. Have you watched any of the new season of Letterman? No, not yet. Is it good? I mean, you should watch the Kanye one. I want to watch the Kanye one. Yeah. That's the only one that I
0: have any interest in watching at all. It's otherwise kind of a dull season. Like (sighs) Tiffany Haddish has an interesting story. Okay. Uh, Ellen. We know how I feel about Ellen. (laughs) Melinda Gates. Like I'm not drawn to that. No. I know she does wonderful things. But like I'm not drawn to that yeah i mean if you're gonna it, like
1: bill was busy yeah he's letterman
0: eddie murphy's gonna be on the new season of comedians and cars
1: comes out next month that'll be good that's a good one but you haven't watched that in years oh uh, no i i went back and watched a shit ton so i'm pretty much caught up you must have enjoyed that because there's lots of good guests it you was great on. it was great yeah I, I watched at least like the last two seasons right I don't think I missed a whole lot before that. I don't know anything about what this could mean because I didn't
0: watch Breaking Bad, but um, oh. yesterday, at the same time, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston both tweeted out the same black and white photo of a donkey. <sighs> no caption. They just both took the same kind of artsy photo of a donkey and tweeted it. And presumably, this has got to be some reference to the Breaking Bad movie, which we've heard about before. Yeah.
1: Or do you think they're? Do you think it has something to do with the Democratic election? <laughs> because that's like the debates Demo- are on tonight. By the way, exactly. Yeah. Do you think that has something to do with like the Democratic? Uh, the symbol being a donkey. I guess but donkey, and then it's clearly elephant. like
0: rife with mystery and they're not answering questions about it and they both did it at the same how could it not be at least even if it is got a political undertone it's gotta also have a breaking bad undertone
1: it should yeah yeah i agree um was there donkey in any season of breaking bad i don't know i was
0: hoping you could shed some light on that
1: no i don't know unless does it have any but it takes place
0: in albuquerque right so there's donkeys there
1: there's no conclusion that anyone has drawn
0: I haven't dug into it too deeply, but I feel like after 24 hours, the headlines would at least be able to surmise, oh, because there's a donkey in season five, and this must mean that they're going to...
1: Right. You know what I mean? Or I was wondering, like, did the anniversary fall on, like, a special episode that was called The Donkey? Maybe. Or something. I mean, don't forget, not a lot gets said about this, but
0: Vince Gilligan wrote a movie about Jesse post the death of Walter White. So, like... They're doing a movie where he's coming back to play Jesse Pinkman again. And presumably that's your chance to do a flashback or something and right. get Brian Cranston in there. Because, like, they've been talking for I don't know how long about doing an arc with these two on Better Call
1: Saul, and that hasn't happened. Right. I don't know. Do you think it'll be uh, just Walter White teaching Jesse Pinkman and putting up with his bullshit in, like, uh, chemistry class? Maybe because he's already an ex student at the beginning of the series, yeah. right? Yeah. Like he's like Pinkman, but then we're the gonna have, who was the crappy dude.
0: Are we gonna have like forty-one-year-old Aaron Paul play a sixteen-year-old <laughs> Mister White? <laughs> uh, I don't care, a la John Travolta. So many things to say about John Travolta. Is there? Well, yeah, in this Pulp Fiction discussion, we're about oh, to oh sure, yeah. Do we, do you wanna who goes first this week? Do you want to start with Harry and Sally or Pulp Fiction?
1: oh i'll start with harry and sally okay i think it's probably a little easier it's a little fresher in my mind how many days ago did you watch it two days ago two days ago monday, i'm gonna put you on the monday night it's do, wednesday night right do now.
0: we do we need longer than 30 seconds to
1: recap a two-hour movie do we do i need that i mean regardless you know the time, the time you give me i'm probably not gonna be able to do it so it's true the more time you have the
0: more struggle you have to be efficient yeah do you want 45 or 60 seconds? 30's not enough. You don't think 30's enough? No. Okay, let's do 45. 45 seconds to recap the only episode of When Harry Met Sally.
1: <laughs> Which was a movie. Now I'll put you on the clock in three, two, one, go. Harry gets into Sally's car at the beginning of the movie. They're driving from Chicago to New York. She's a friend of his girlfriend. Uh, they get to New York and hate each other. A couple years later, they see each other in the airport. He still doesn't like her she doesn't like him although he makes a lot of uh, insinuations about them getting together Uh, after that they are both in emotional strife they meet each other and actually become friends Uh, they've both broken up with their partners and he's uh, in going through a divorce they continue to hang out they're just friends there's literally nothing between them uh, until one night they actually have sex with each other Um, for a couple years it's it's bad, and then eventually he falls for her. No, sorry, I should say eventually he makes like a stand where he's like, "I'm in love with you. We need to do this." Yeah, you did a great job. I thought it was pretty good. You did a phenomenal job, better Thank than you. you've ever done for a TV show. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe it shows uh, that I like like movies a lot. I think or it- I I pay. I give movies my undivided attention. Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: You paid a little bit closer attention. The only thing you left out, and granted there wasn't enough time for it, is that in their their friendship when they're thickest thieves, mm-hmm. they try and reject each other's uh, affection by setting each other up with their other with best other friends.
1: People. But everyone knows all along that this is
0: right, and ultimately this, those yeah. two friends fall in love, and Which so they ju- they're just kind of surrounded by like. Uh, soulmates. And those and two
1: friends are Carrie Fisher and who? Bru- Bruno Kirby. Bruno is, Kirby. Both
0: of them are dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. We were watching this movie last night. Easily the third time Becky and I have watched this movie together. I love together. that you guys watched it. I should have watched Pulp Fiction. I just, I did not have time It's it. Okay, it's almost days. a three-hour movie. And, and yeah. like, it's so easy to watch Harry and Sally, and we felt like watching it anyway. Sure. We've watched it together at least three times, maybe four. Okay. And uh, separately, I'm sure we've each watched it ten times. Okay. Um. And we're watching this scene in the bookstore with Carrie Fisher, who's stunning in this movie. She's great. so beautiful in this movie. Um, and Becky says, has she been in anything recently? <laughs> and I was like, well, she's dead. Yeah. And, A casket. And then, I re- and then I realized that's, you know, that's Princess Leia. <laughs> and she, right. I, she's going to hate that I'm telling people
1: this because it's, it's embarrassing for her. <laughs> well, no, this is great because at the end of the movie, Jen went, Carrie Fisher was in this movie? <laughs>
0: the same i was like
1: yes she was the friend she's like oh well she didn't look like i was like well yeah jen she didn't have the the buns the the white gown but But it was very much gary fisher yeah it was uh that's good
0: okay give me your your initial thoughts about this movie did i oversell it does it live up to the hype of being to many people the quintessential romantic comedy of all
1: time you know what I was, while I was watching it, I really liked it. And while I was watching it, I was thinking, they don't do this anymore. They don't slow roll a movie the whole time. They'll do like a more of a conflict earlier on where they'll like break up. But this one, they were like, their friendship was getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. Like they hate each other. Then the friendship's getting stronger and stronger. And then at the very end, they have sex with each other. And it kind of like plummets and then shoots back up. Right.
0: I like that. Well, the thing is they had incredible chemistry immediately. Right. Right. Like they did butt heads Mm -hmm. because they were so incredibly
1: compatible.
0: Yeah. Like, and they,
1: yeah, they got along really well with each other.
0: Even when they were like completely at odds and he's accusing her of never having had good sex and she's, she's quite anal and he's, too cynical for her and he's a know it
1: all. And- well he's such a playful cynic though. Like I've never oh, really God. S- it's it's rare to have a character who's who's uh so multifaceted, like he is down to like play along and sing Oklahoma in uh electronic silly. store. He's very silly. Very silly. Yet at the same time he's like, you know, there can't be friendship between a man and a woman like you know, although it's different timelines.
0: I think he's just giving her a hard time.
1: Yeah. I think Did, he likes yanking her chain.
0: He does get married. He's not as cynical as he pretends to be. That's true but he does read the last page of every book.
1: And he's so sad. I love that scene where he actually just like, he's a couple of pages in and just goes to the last And place.
0: then she calls him and she says, what are you doing? And he says, I was just, just finishing,
1: finishing a, a book. book. Yeah, that was great.
0: <laughs> and they're always like Ludlums or Stephen King. Yeah. Or the kind of books that a guy like this would be reading in 1984. Right.
1: I thought there was a lot of Seinfeld tones. Oh, interesting. And I think Seinfeld, even with the like orgasm faking. Yep. And, um, some of the other things like some of the, why do they call it this when it's more like that? You know, even the the last scene where he says like, what is this song about my whole life? About? I don't know what the song exactly. is about. Yeah. That's, Becky and I say that to each other every day. That's year. such a Seinfeld yeah. thing.
0: Oh, sure. It is. Absolutely. But so, it
1: came first. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, it it came out in 89, right?
0: No. when And Harry Metalli is like 84. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. See, I'm watching it last fan. night. For the first time, I'm watching it through your eyes. Yes. And I'm trying to see, like, is this something... Because, like, you're not too proud to like romantic comedy.
1: No, not at all. Um, I actually told Jen after the movie. I was like, you know what? That was really good. And yeah. she was like, you actually thought it was really good? She didn't like it? Because she, she, she likes a, a,
0: a romantic she, comedy. She loves romantic comedies. Yeah.
1: What did she say? She, she was like, there was a lot of dialogue. Like, it kind of reminded me of, like, Gilmore Girls.
0: See, that's what that's what I thought you'd like about it. That's that is what I like that's, about that's it. That's that's what I was that's what I was really getting giddy about, having seen it so many times and watching it through your eyes. Like, this is such sharp dialogue. Totally. But Slaney's gonna love this. And I find it ages extremely well. Yeah. Like
1: other than the shoulder pads. Right. The movie really is timeless. And she likes Gilmore girls too. So it was like that's not what you liked about Gilmore girls. It's it's feelingzy, I guess, but it's it's kind of not as feelingsy as a lot of
0: romantic comedies.
1: Yeah. He's not
0: not, he's not like Matthew McConaughey. He's kind of like super Jewy. She's so cute, but like you see what I mean by like Emma Stone would play her now. It's it's not like she's not like a bombshell. Right.
1: She's bookish. Totally. I more think like she had more of an Emma Watson vibe. But Emma Watson's not funny She's not funny But Meg Ryan was like More cute than funny Right I know But I don't find
0: Emma Emma Watson is Gorgeous And elegant I don't think of her as like n- Now we're being Now we're guys talking about Now we're <laughs> locker room talking Right, right. I think Here in a go. I think in a mostly harmless way I think this is mostly Pretty tasteful But I, I don't know
1: You think she's a three Just say it <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think she's better than Toy Story 4, <laughs> uh, right, okay, for right. Christ's sake. Nobody says potato. I,
1: wanted, I wrote that down. You say Toy tomato. Story
0: 3 was a 10. Toy Story 4 was a 3. Um, Harry Connick Jr. did all the music as a very was young that, man.
1: Was that before he was super famous? I
0: think it must have been early in his career. Yeah. He must have been a young guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you say tomato, I say tomato. You say potato, I say potato. Nobody says potato. Right. Um, all the little love story testimonials with the like, older couples talking about how they got together are all real. Oh no way! They're all real. They're performed by actors. Those are not real people. Okay, I was gonna say, but some of them were too perfect. Well, some of them are perfect, but the the scripting is not written by Nora Ephron. The words are taken from real interviews, and they're just kind of jazzed up with professional actors. Cool. But like, there's a couple of them that I just die laughing at. Like, yeah. uh, a couple of the lines are. I thought he was coming across the room to to talk to my friend Maxine because people were always crossing rooms to talk to Maxine. I think yeah. that's a phenomenal line. Right. Uh, uh, I knew right away. I knew about in the way you know about a good melon. Yes. It's a phenomenal line. That's a good line. And there's just another one where they're just constantly talking
1: over each other. That one uh, I found kind of frustrating, but also sure. very funny. It's phenomenal. But the, the one I really liked was the guy talking about, walking across the room to like bail on the other girl and then they get married for like the second time yeah it's 35 days from their first thirty-five years yeah 35 years so
0: these are real stories that's crazy real love stories and obviously they had to pick and choose like the
1: the best ones and it ends with with harry and can i can i jump back to the music for a second sure i thought that the music was kind of cheesy but i wonder if at the time it was maybe a little bit more revolutionary um, like because i watched and was like now the well, music would be better well it's not revolutionary to pick like jazz standards no i don't think so either but maybe that was the first movie that really kind of used those kind of stylings but no, then you ended up hearing no, stuff like that in like Frasier and will and grace well and, and like
0: N- not to not to toot his horn, but Woody Allen was putting jazz piano against the backdrop of Ma- backdrop of Manhattan like sure. twenty years before. So it this wasn't movie.
1: anything super original there.
0: It wasn't, but it's it's got its own uh, sonic autograph. This movie, sure. like, there's really no other songs in it, like, unless they actually exist in the fiber of the story. I think, like, we, all D'Anzion. I think we could recut it with like '80s hits. Sure, but then and the movie would, wouldn't age as well. You don't think so? No. They don't feel like... Like when you watch Pretty Woman, it's a charming movie. Not Never minding the fact that the story itself doesn't age well. Like mm. the very premise of the story has got some stuff that's sure. that's hard to stomach. But like uh, Rock Said It Must Have Been Love, But It's Over Now right. it is a great power ballad, but it's so 80s. But it
1: brings you to a time. But I
0: think what, what's great about When Harry Met Sally is that is it, it does watch not... It I think it is endlessly timeless. Right. I think that the characters themselves... And I've seen this movie so many times... Every time I watch it, I feel more like Harry, but I think that you watch it and you relate to one, if not both of these characters very Mm -hmm. deeply. Yeah. They're both
1: pretty vulnerable people. Yeah. I agree with that. I thought Albright was a little on the nose as a last name. Her last name. Yeah. Sally Albright.
0: (laughs) And Harry Burns.
1: Yes. Yeah. She's very intelligent and he's kind of a curmudgeon. Oh, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
0: I like that. I struggle a little bit with the timeline because you had said that they stopped being friends for a, for a number of years, mm-hmm. and that's not
1: true. No, it's like it's more like weeks, six months, three we, months, not even. Gotcha. Because three weeks—that's be, what he says. Most, most of the, m- three weeks ago. Most of the movie. It appears like they've
0: been like the, their friendship lasts for years. Mm-hmm. Like the bulk of the movie, where they're really close, and. If you pay attention to Sally's age, because there's a few different points in the movie where she says how old she is, it's actually most of the movie only takes place over one year. Because when she first tells her friends at brunch that she and Joe broke up, she says she's 31. Mm -hmm. You're not, your clock isn't really ticking until you're 36. Yeah. And she later, towards the end of the movie, says she's thirty-two. Right, so, and I love how they played with that. She goes, "I'm gonna be 40. It's my favorite line in the movie. Yeah. It's my favorite line. I'm gonna be forty when someday. Yeah, it's the yeah. best line in the movie. It's so Cause, good because
1: you're already like trying to follow a line. Okay, she's in her like thirty. Then. Well, and Harry
0: yeah. ages a lot because they give him different hair and different yeah. clothes. He's also rich as
1: fuck for some reason. Well, they're all super affluent. We were yeah. we were talking about that too. Like this is not a story about people struggling. It's just pure love. yeah they're fine in every other regard
0: when they're playing Pictionary and uh he says to to his friend oh you're gonna show me the cover of your book and his friend says yeah it's in the den I was like oh that exchange is so pretentious yeah I love it but
1: and he says something about saying about how the den is he's like I love saying yeah that's right in the drawing room almost uh, that that scene was also really funny where it's like yeah no uh baby baby fish mouth baby fish mouth is like do you know that you're popcorn.
0: referencing like the most iconic lines of the movie or is that just a coincidence
1: that's totally a coincidence baby I fish know, mouth is iconic i didn't even look up the most quotable uh imdb things or anything baby fish mouth is iconic the only thing more iconic the most iconic
0: movie is i'll have what she's having sure the, that's the thing everybody knows it for right. i actually hate that line i think it's yeah. it's so silly yeah uh it's not believable
1: and that went on for so much longer than it's, i thought it did i watched that movie when you and i shared a wall
0: yeah like i'd come home at midnight after work right. and you'd be asleep and i'd like put on a movie oh, so like you weren't wanna talk in the you morning. weren't
1: having guests over i just thought i that
0: wasn't was... watching pornography <laughs> but like i remember in that scene i remember being like i gotta turn this down i gotta put headphones in <laughs>
1: <laughs> because that really
0: gives her yeah, it really like. I totally. wonder if people ever go to Cat's Diner. It's Cat's Diner, right? Yeah. Do they go there and do the fake orgasm? That must happen. I'm sure it happens. Yeah. I was saying last week. I've actually been there
1: mm. and I think had a sandwich or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you, it would require a person who needs to be the center of attention. Yeah. But in the last 40 years, surely somebody has fake orgasm to Cat's Diner and I'm gotten. Sure, a, it
1: probably happens three times a day. It
0: probably happens all the goddamn time. <laughs> and then somebody says, "I'll have what she's having." Right. Uh, they probably
1: hire an actor to do that just all through it like every 10 minutes
0: so I was going to say about the timeline mm-hmm. my only nitpick is that um, uh, Marie and Jess get married real fast because in that year they meet right. they move in together the Roy Rogers wagon wheel coffee table mm-hmm. write your name in your books get married all like in that one year where Harry and Sally are best pals right and so that kind of makes it seem like more time is, is happening than, than
1: it is. Gotcha.
0: Is that important? It's not. It's just kind of fun to follow. It's not. Right? But like the the, the the nature of the movie being called When Harry Met Sally, mm-hmm. which Nora Ephron hated. She never came up with a title that she was satisfied with. I love the title because they meet in the first 45 seconds of the movie. They meet mm-hmm. immediately and then it fades to black and you're like, is this the end of the movie? you're not actually like that but right. like they they meet immediately and then what right when harry met sally all this other stuff and you see the story that's supposed to take place over a super long time Right. You no know, most of it all takes place like in a pretty short amount of time
1: and they're not telling the story of them meeting at the end are they well they say we met and then we didn't like and each other hate, and, right. we, and then we were friends
0: and then we weren't friends and then we fell in love right we that's cake, that, and... that
1: should have been my my uh some yeah. sum- surmising that's right she she wrapped it up My pretty summary? quickly yeah how about
0: that final monologue by harry i like it oh i think it's so good yeah i think it's so good mm-hmm. i came here tonight because when you decide you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible
1: and and again it was one of those things yeah exactly that was great very yeah. concise yeah uh and it was one of those like we're having the running scene to sure. the but but that was probably you know not as cliche then as it is now in every rom com. No, exactly. Yeah. There's also like a couple of weird,
0: like artsy moments in it where mm-hmm. like you know the 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 two phone calls happening on screen at the same time where yeah. they're both in bed and they're on different phone yes, lines. That's great. That is an amazingly well verbally blocked scene, and, and you're able to
1: follow everything. Yes, yes. it's it's remarkably yeah. done. My other favorite line in the movie was when. Uh, she's describing the dream she's had. Is that another famous line or is that just something... That About I'm her really sex like? fantasy? Yes. Yes. Which is someone ripping off her clothes and she said, well, it varies sometimes. And she, he says, how? Uh, what I'm wearing is different. Yeah, what I'm yeah. wearing is different.
0: Yeah. Following that, and they go to the art museum and he's doing the silly voice yes. and, and she's like mocking the silly voice. There's one point where he goes off script and famously... I was going to say, was
1: that all improv? Because it kind of seemed like... It's
0: partially improv and yeah. you know when he goes off script because famously uh meg ryan turns to look at rob reiner and you can see her right on camera she's laughing and she turns to look and i guess off camera rob is like waving like just go with it just go and then she kind of stays in it and she she gets right back in it and it's great
1: I, i bet there's so many more stories from rob reiner that i would appreciate now that i've seen the movie
0: rob reiner's hot streak during this time was stupid so crazy. Stupid. Between When Harry Met Sally, This Is Spinal Tap, mm-hmm. The Princess Bride, mm-hmm. uh, and A Few Good Men. Yeah. like Those <laughs> wow. like those movies have nothing in common. No. And they all happen within a, a couple of years of each other.
1: Yeah. He was pretty prolific. Yeah. He's awesome.
0: What's he doing now? He made a movie with his son last year. No way. His son had some some drug problems,
1: I think. I could be wrong. With right. That. I think I remember this. Hmm. And Rob Reiner's dad hangs out with Mel Brooks and they famously just watch movies every night and they try to watch movies that contain the lines, secure the perimeter. Secure the perimeter. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's their, so funny. That's their
0: one rule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
1: if they say that, they're like, yeah, secure the perimeter. So do you give it your S? I give it my S of for sure. Of course. Yeah. When
0: Harry Met Sally, it's phenomenal. Yeah. All right. So now I have the, the long task of recapping Pulp Fiction <laughs> which is is not so difficult It's not so linear man
1: (laughs) so how long do you want do you want one minute do you want 45 seconds
0: uh can you give me 45 seconds sure i think i can do it in 45 seconds i mean i definitely can't but we'll give it a shot
1: well you'll you'll hit the main five bases okay it'll be sad all right and you're gonna recap pulp fiction in three Two, one, go. Everybody in this story is connected
0: to the same mob boss. Most prominently, we've got Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta, who are hitmen who basically uh, rub people out for this guy. Uh, So the initial scene uh, is the start of uh, of a diner (laughs) heist. Um, There's there's also uh, the story of Bruce Willis who uh, won a rigged fight that he wasn't supposed to win, so he's now on the run. Um, with his uh, Italian girlfriend or whatever, but he has to go back to get his watch and uh, ultimately almost gets killed and raped and then has to uh, kill a bunch of other guys and, and clear his name. Uh, uh, there's also Uma Thurman, who goes on a date with John Travolta, and that doesn't go well, and there's an adrenaline needle, and Samuel L. Jackson uh, ultimately is able to, to talk the, the diner burglar, Tim Roth, out of robbing the, bur- out of the, uh, robbing the diner. And it's impossible to
1: recap this movie. There's nothing linear about this movie at all. You're right. You're right. It is all over the place. And you don't really know who the hero of the story is. No. And who the villain is. No. I would say in the end, maybe Bruce Willis is the most hero-like. He does the only heroic thing,
0: which it... Well, no, you know, I was going to say he he goes back and... And rescues Ving Rhames. But he doesn't
1: do that for any reason other than to clear his name. He does it to clear his name. Yeah. You're totally right. And uh, Jules is badass. He is I, heroic. He is it, heroic, ju- I guess. Because he doesn't want everyone else to get robbed. His whole thing is about the path of the righteous man. That's right. That's right.
0: But obviously, it's pretty, it's pretty murky.
1: It's a little murky. I mean, he, he, he gets paid to kill people. He's going yeah. to take the money and kill whoever. Right, but that's what makes it so interesting. It's
0: such an interesting dichotomy that he's like a God-fearing person and he believes in miracles. Mm-hmm. And and yet he's, I don't know, I guess it's just all about his
1: interpretation about
0: what is good and evil.
1: Really, the, the entire movie, I think, is just to highlight what sort of dialogue Quentin Tarantino could come up with totally. for... Everything, totally, because it doesn't really matter what happens in the movie. It's more of these interesting conversations that happen in between. The but action. that, but the, he's not hiding that. It's in the title. It's Pulp Fiction. Right.
0: This movie doesn't matter. It's just another rag. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. True.
0: Um, and so that's fine. Bruce Willis was awesome in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was awesome in this movie. Bruce Willis was probably the 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 richest story. Yeah. Interestingly, it's the last in the chronology. I almost want to watch this movie again because you don't even realize until like halfway through that you're not watching a, a chronological story. Right. I guess you realize when he shoots Jules and then Jules comes back later. Not Jules, um, uh, Vincent. Right. He shoots John Travolta, which was a, a big shocker, by the way. Right. Because at this point, uh, Samuel L. Jackson has barely been in the film. Yeah. It's been over an hour since he's been in the film. Mm-hmm. And I'm under the impression most of this movie is Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. And they've barely been in it together. Right. And then this guy gets blown away. Yeah. And then he comes back. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but so that story, I guess, takes place at the end. It takes place
1: after everything. Yes. Um, you get the whole Harvey Keitel line after that too which is what uh, him as the wolf oh yeah like the
0: fixer yeah oh you mean Uh, the storyline yeah yeah exactly oh I like that I like that and by the way Quentin Tarantino is a good actor as it turns out but when I think this movie has got to be why people get after him about the n-word in his movies totally so like it would not a it doesn't age well. No, it doesn't age well, and it's not that old of a movie. <laughs> and it wasn't great at the time either. Like I, people, I don't think
1: people gave him a hard time about
0: that. So here's here's my POV. <clears throat> I know Quentin Tarantino can be problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that he very freely has written the N word in movies before. Yep. But until Pulp Fiction, the only movies of his I've seen are Kill Bill, which I don't think has the N word in no, it. No, it doesn't. And Django Unchained, which it makes sense that that word is in there sure. for for better or worse like from my pov okay he, he wrote that in a movie about slaves like right. but in this like not only is it all through this movie he himself he says it like 10 times sang a and monologue he says it so easily yeah it just comes off his tongue so yeah. easily
1: yeah i think it just maybe shows that he just doesn't necessarily think that words should have as much meaning, although they do have so much meaning. That's the funny thing. And but he's, he's the guy who loves the friggin' monologues. He, he's using he's, it as a. Device. He's the linguist of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. So it is not great, but I mean, the movie ages well. Besides, I mean, the, the story is so good. You know how much of this movie either
0: takes place in a restaurant or has a discussion about restaurants. Yes. Yep,
1: and that's that's kind of on brand, like especially with uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, the whole first scene in Reservoir Dogs is them having a discussion about uh, Madonna's "Like a Virgin" and what that song is actually about before a bank robbery. So the
0: point is just like writing flashy, inane dialogue that's not necessarily yeah critical. Totally, because the opening uh, conversation in this is about uh, Burger King and and right the Royale with cheese. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McDonald's. Yeah. And then it's the Kahuna Burger, which, by the way, that scene was scary. That scene when he's holding the gun to his face, it really, it really makes your heart start pumping. It is. It? I remember my first time watching that too. Scary, and that's yeah. so much of this movie. There's a lot of blood in this movie. There's really nothing in this movie that would make me pass out or feel sick. Right. There's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many times where you think there's going to be. Right. That I was very nervous totally. through most of the movie. Totally. I
1: mean, uh, Reservoir Dogs very similar. You should watch that too. Okay. I, I will. I I definitely will now. You gotta do the full recap.
0: But I think my favorite line in this movie was and I, I don't know if it's, is it is his name Marvin or Martin in the back Marvin. seat. Marvin. Yeah. Oh man, I shot
1: Marvin in the shot face. Marvin in the face. I think yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And that was so bloody, but you don't see it. No. No. Look at the big brain on Brad. That is one tasty beverage. Like that whole scene has so many lines. <laughs> I mean, the final that's diner a... scene is so amazing. Yeah. It's so good. And the opening diner scene. Yeah, With I guess. I love you, Honey Bunches. Yeah, Honey Bunny. Honey Bunny, yeah. Yeah. And then she makes the, all right, everyone, get of the fucking ground. And she
0: keeps saying execute instead of kill. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> execute. <laughs> I'll execute everyone. I mean, uh,
1: that's so good. And um, then uh, the surf's up. Yeah. That kind of music. Yeah. Can we talk
0: about uh, Ving Rames and one of the more upsetting things I've ever seen in a movie? Yeah. I can't believe With they went there. The Gimp? Yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah. What's the GIMP? The GIMP is is uh Zed. Who is Zed? So Zed's dead. <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. Zed's okay. dead. So that's the guy who ends up you
0: know i'm talking about in the pawn shop in the back room of the pawn shop yeah exactly yeah oh the gimp yes yeah the gimp
1: the gimp is the leather suit
0: honestly i forgot about the gimp yeah i forgot about the gimp because (laughs) that's that's not the most crazy thing that happens in that scene right it's like the gimp just like kind of hangs he's just tied to the ceiling right meanwhile the security guy is raping ving rames yeah and they make us watch that yeah
1: right I forgot. You know what? I haven't watched this movie in a while. Yeah. And for a guy who feels like he knows a lot about it, kind of forgot about that. I mean, it's
0: hilarious when Bruce Willis gets away and he comes out into the pawn shop and he realizes he can go back in and clear his name. And so he's just looking through all the different weapons they have. Yeah. And so there's a baseball bat. Oh, that could work. And then I'm nervous. And then there's a chainsaw. That would really work. And now I'm really nervous. Right. And then it's a fucking katana. Yeah, and he uses that and to, to kill them. Of all the pawn shops to wander into, by the way, this is the wrong one. Any pawn shop in the world what, would have been fine. <laughs> what a bummer! Yeah, Christopher Walken in there.
1: Yeah, what a funny little like. I remember watching that and being like, "Okay, we got Walken in this too." Yeah. Well,
0: it's like when Christopher Walken turns up in Annie Hall. It's yeah. like suddenly, weirdly, in this movie for sure. for a second. Yeah. Uh, so he gives Butch the story about the watch, and that yeah. is kind of Butch's main motivator. He's yeah. very mean to his girlfriend. Although not always. She's kind of dumb. To Butch's girlfriend? Butch's girlfriend's kind of dumb. Yeah. She just wants pancakes. Right. I don't think
1: you could write a character like that anymore, really. What's either.
0: with the whole thing about how pot bellies are sexy? Do you remember oh, yeah. that? No, I'm, Her I'm spacing Her whole
1: opening out. dialogue when he comes back to
0: the apartment on the run from oh, Marcellus yeah. is, I wish I had a pot belly. On men, they're gross, but they're so sexy on a woman. I was just like
1: having a very hard time yeah, relating you're to this. Right.
0: It's a very weird thing to choose to write. And she
1: loves the way he stinks. I remember yes, that that's, a, that's thing a thing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe
0: she's just gross. We
1: briefly <laughs> see a little Bruce Willis shaft
0: in this movie. He comes think- out of the shower. Oh, you think it's real? I mean, like they didn't put it on display like in, uh, like in, uh, the what's the movie PGA made with, with the, about the porn stars? They didn't like, like, oh, sh- Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights.
1: They didn't show it off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But the, uh, speaking of Tarantino, they don't they show some, uh, some Jamie Foxx in Django Unchained? Maybe they do. I think they do. Yeah, maybe they do. In any case, he's no stranger to nudity either. What do you think of Uma Thurman? in this? I was just gonna get to Uma Thurman. She's good. A um, very iconic scene with the whole like twist, the uh, dance. Yeah,
0: yeah. I thought more iconic is the is the meme where John Travolta comes to her house and he's got the coat over his arm and he's just kind of like awkwardly looking around. Yeah, because he's that's, all
1: like strung out. That's been to like crazy. And it's a uh, uh, son of a preacher man. Like, here's yeah. a movie that uses music in an interesting way that sure. doesn't necessarily age it. That's true. You know, but it's yeah, has got a vibe about it, but I guess it does kind of try to make it seem like a seventies kind of late sixties style movie. Yeah. And the
0: movie was made in 94, right? 94. So they're exactly. not, they're not chronistic to the time period of the film itself, no, no. but they are carefully chosen. Yeah. I can appreciate that.
1: Which kind of makes me wonder what kind of music he's going to choose for once upon a time in Hollywood. Well, yeah. Like, you know, Django and Chandy use Rick Ross for a, a shootout scene. That kind of works. It does work. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if you, they're, they're going to use like like Nirvana in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, like when Jay-Z did the soundtrack for Baz Luhrmann's Great Gatsby. That's right. Yeah. But that was a little too on the nose. It was on the nose. It didn't work. Yeah. I think, I think he should stick. I'm calling it right now. Hopefully this ends up working out and I look like a genius. They should use only 90s grunge. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's so weird. It would be so weird. That would be so weird. But every... Like Pearl Jam? Sure. Deep cuts <laughs> of Pearl Jam. Yeah, okay. I uh, I think that would be so weird that it would really intrigue me. And that's what intrigued me to two Tarantino movies in the first place.
0: The music, really? That's your favorite thing well, about them? no, no. Just how strange they are. They are so strange. They are so strange. Do you think he belongs, as Bill Simmons would say, on the Mount Rushmore of directors of all time?
1: I mean yeah there's a legend
0: um, about him that he has helped to cultivate mm -hmm. is any of it hot
1: air or does he come by all of it honestly i mean i just as a fan i'm going to say he does But like you know he he's the first to say that he's just a a fan of the movies he steals from everyone that he liked yeah no a good
0: example of that is uh when they shoot when they first kill the guy who's eating the kahuna burger yeah you don't see any blood but the screen tints orange for a second. Right. And interestingly, the last movie that I was ashamed to have not had seen until a couple of months ago was taxi driver. And the whole final oh, shootout is scene
1: is orange. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it felt like to me. And he's the, like, I would love to actually see the director's commentary with Quentin Tarantino, which I'm sure exists. Oh, probably. But, um, yeah, he's, he's the first to to say, so this is my thing that I stole from this person. And right. Yeah. Right. That's a pretty good impression. Thanks. Yeah. Not bad at all. Um, the briefcase. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, the briefcase. That that was another example of a cool, the uh, cool mechanism. We don't know what's in it. It just looks like a gold briefcase.
0: Well, but is it gold or is, is, it is, whatever? is the gold just a joke about how desirable this right. this X item is? Yeah. And that's kind of become Hollywood's essential example of what a MacGuffin is. It doesn't matter what it is itself, just that it drives the plot. Everybody wants this thing. Right. So who cares what it is? Why do totally. we need to create a story for why it's important? Totally.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's kind of cool. Yeah. But they only use it a couple of times. I kind of thought the briefcase was going to matter more.
1: No. No, like, like everything else in the movie, it's just kind of dialogue. Happening randomly, yep, across a bunch of different stories that sometimes culminate in intense action. Yeah. Oh, intense action. Yeah. You
0: know what? Though I've spent so much of my life afraid of Tarantino movies. Yeah. Because I'm so uh, like gory queasy, and I've seen three pretty violent Tarantino
1: movies now, mm-hmm. and I like them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reservoir Dogs is it's kind of the same way it works on your psychological like oh god what's gonna happen here but even for the most gory part of the movie it pans away for a second oh that's good it just like the camera literally is on what's happening and just turns slightly to the side on nothing see
0: but doesn't tarantino have some kind of
1: involvement in grindhouse Which is distinctly
0: does not turn away from the violence. Like it shows you as gory as it can get.
1: You're right. I
0: think he was having a little fun
1: with that one. Yeah. It was Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. So he did um, Death Proof. Yeah. Which was the Kurt Russell. But it was so campy. Yeah. All of the death in that was so campy. Right. But but it shows you. They were going straight up B movie. Yeah. It would bother me. Would it? Yeah. But you didn't watch it
0: no no but like i've seen some of hobo the shotgun like i i know what some of that is supposed to look like the gross out gore horror movies where you're like you know that it's corny and that's why it's fun to watch it i don't want to see that no okay i don't want to see someone's face melted off even if the effects
1: are bad sure right yeah okay well this this is probably one of the more i don't know maybe one of the more tasteful versions yeah is reservoir dogs better than pulp fiction no okay I don't think so, but it is a very good watch.
0: Yeah. Which is your favorite of his movies? Django.
1: No, I think probably Pulp Fiction. Okay. Okay. I think I got to go with... Well, no, no, no. I think I got to go with Kill Bill.
0: What about Inglorious Bastards?
1: No. No? It's on there. Like, yeah. it's it's in the pantheon. Right. But, but I think for me it would go... Let's start with Kill Bill, mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Inglorious Bastards, Django... And what what was there after that? Hateful it's like Hateful Eight. at the bottom. Yeah. Um Kill Bill Two. Kill Kill Bill Two probably follows somewhere in the top five. Okay. Um Jackie Brown we haven't seen. Jackie Brown I haven't seen. It's weird that you haven't seen it's it. It's the one it's the one Quentin Tarantino movie I haven't seen. Next
0: time we do one of these podcasts, you can do that one. Although I, although I haven't seen it either.
1: I think yeah, I think
0: it's yeah. still probably a fun watch. You could both watch it.
1: Yeah. It can't be bad.
0: No, it can't be bad. But yeah. it's based on a real person, right? Like it's a true story.
1: I'm not quite sure. Uh, I don't I'm know. Not, I, I don't know the history on that. one. I don't all. know either. But it is apparently the most excusable Quentin Tarantino movie to have not seen. Although yeah. Hateful Eight, I kind of feel is up there with it. Yeah, bookending with not such
0: good movies. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, do you remember last time we did a podcast? We talked about his rumored Star Trek movie, and you said, "No, nah, that's got to be dead in the water." Yeah. He says it's done. It's written. Oh really? It's ready to go. And it is R rated. And he wrote it? Yep.
1: He wrote it and will direct it. Oh man. Well, I don't know uh, if he'll direct it. Right. But he wrote the movie. Didn't he say he was only gonna do ten movies and isn't
0: I mean, I think maybe is this one of those things that Quentin Tarantino said once
1: twenty years ago mm-hmm. and we're still like like hanging off of it? Right. And I'm sure Quentin Tarantino has said some things that he doesn't even remember he said.
0: No, definitely gets coked out all the time. Yeah. Have you seen
1: these movies? <laughs> kind of surprised if he's I'm kind of surprised he's still alive.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Have you seen the the cover shoot he did? I don't know if it's like GQ or Vanity Fair. It's mm. him and and Pitt and DiCaprio. <laughs> and like the fact that like these are all the same species is remarkable. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he doesn't look too bad. I got to assume he's like airbrushed. Like to the nines sure. but he looks weirdly good he's so so i don't know if it's like the the other guys are bringing him up you'd think that they'd bring him down because right. they look so good maybe he's just got his own
1: his own vibe about him at hey, this he's got point. like this sexy smolder thing going on quentin tarantino all right yeah doing his own thing right so do you give it your s of course Well, you would tell people to watch this movie of
0: course i think it's awesome Excellent. I think it was unreal. Excellent.
1: It was like nothing I've ever seen before. I'm happy we both watched movies that we really liked. Well, if we're going to- kind of an interesting- if uh, we're going to do this, this every now and then,
0: we should only do movies that are widely adored. Yeah. Because that's what, that's those are the movies you want to see. Mm-hmm.
1: What, what was the first movie that I told you? You asked me if I'd seen The Matrix. Oh, yeah. And you were like, don't disrespect me. And I was like, okay, Pulp Fiction? No, You're no, like, no. okay. No, no, no. I said, give me some credit.
0: Sure. Right. Is what I said. Right. And I've talked about The Matrix before on the show. Yes. I watched The Matrix like a month ago. Oh, great. Granted, for the first time in probably a decade. Sure.
1: Okay, well, what what's another movie that we could... Uh, well, do, Is there ones that come to mind for there, me? And...
0: There are so many movies I know that I'm behind on having seen. Mm-hmm. I just have to look through the list, you know, and I'll, sure. I'll be able to pull out a bunch. I have to imagine you're the same.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Godfather Part... Yeah, two part, part two. I haven't seen, seen part two,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: so maybe that's the one. Yeah, do.
0: maybe it is. But that opens a whole other discussion about The Godfather writ large, about how like it's this whole other series,
1: and I have to like rewatch the first one again, so that's fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe I do too. I mean, I've only seen Godfather Part One once or twice.
0: Okay, that's interesting because that's one of those movies that's supposed to be incredibly rewatchable.
1: But it's but it's just such a uh, you got to sit down. It's to really commitment. Gotta sit, yeah. Yep. Whereas Pulp Fiction, I didn't feel that way. There's so much going on. It's long, but I did I wasn't ever bored. No. There's so much <laughs> changing. Maybe that's part of it too for me, is like you know, and, and it's kind of the same. There's so many timelines to follow with Her- when Harry met Sally. It kind of threads these two things together.
0: It really chugs along when yeah. Harry met Sally. Yeah. It's not a long movie either. No. But like
1: it's always moving. And again, no fat on that movie. No fat. No fat. You're not like, okay, I didn't like the part where they were there's so many, and there's, it's funny, because I was kind of watching uh, uh, Happy Gilmore over the last night.
0: Watched it about a month ago.
1: Okay. Yeah. They do a really good job of bringing in other characters, yeah. like the junior caddy to the homeless caddy yeah. to Kevin Nealon Kevin on Nealon. one of the courses. Yep. Tap it in. Doing the bull dance. Yeah. Feeling the flow. Yeah. Working it. Working
0: right. it. Oh, yeah. No, tap it in is Chubbs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it starts yeah. with the No, no, at Kevin Nealon is send it home.
1: That's right. Send yeah, send it home. That's, that's where the ball lives. There's a lot of energy there. That's send your home. Home. So home. Why won't you go home? Yeah. And he starts just like, he's got a little tapping. He's going to win the tournament, yeah. but he's still freaking out for three minutes. Also, no fat on that movie. There's no fat on that movie, which yeah. is a funny thing to say about an Adam Sandler original.
0: Well, I think that's the thing, though. Adam Sandler did make a lot of really good movies. Yeah. I told you I watched the murder mystery
1: one. Yes, and you said it was pretty fun. Super watchable. Yeah. Yeah. Don't knock it. Someone else watched it and said they, oh, my mom watched it. Yeah. And she's one to not like that many movies. Like, she watched Wine Country and was like, oh, we were laughing really hard at that. Wine Country's not great. But she said, we watched that murder mystery one and wasn't really feeling it.
0: I get it. Like, it's yeah. not for everybody, but to me, it seems incredibly easy to watch as long as your expectations aren't too
1: high. Doesn't it kind of seem like if you liked Wine Country, you would at least kind of like Murder Mystery? Nah, maybe she just related to, like, the older ladies. Maybe it was that. And Wine Country. Fair.
0: Maybe it was that. Fair. You enough. know, the other thing I noticed about when Harry met Sally, I've noticed it before, but it bothers me. When they're in the Sharper Image and they run into Harry's ex wife and she's with Ira. Yeah. Uh, she's so cold to harry yeah like
1: she's making a point of coming up to him yeah
0: she's like really smugly waltzing up to harry yeah and like giving him this pitiful look yeah like she really like got the best of him she had an affair and cheated on him and broke his heart
1: yeah she doesn't have to win yeah it seems like she would be the one who would kind of be like oh let's not go over he should be the one who should like want to win
0: yeah and he's all awkward about it right she looked Butch. weird, didn't she? Oh, she was retaining water. I'm telling you, the woman saved everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. She must add salt. Did you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen her before. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, uh, Willow Smith, that's the kid, right? Yeah, that's one of the kids. The daughter. Yeah. She has said, she said on her little chat show with, with Jada, mm-hmm. um, that she is considering a polyamorous lifestyle. All right, so now could, we're getting into it. Now now we're where, starting. Where have we heard now, that 125 before? 125 episodes into this podcast, we're finally starting to see how our original reason for not totally being comfortable with Will and Jada is starting to have an influence on people around them. Right, which might not age well in the end too, but... You, you mean know. like being intolerant of polyamory? Of, of polyamory. I'm not intolerant of polyamory. I just don't understand it. And don't necessarily trust it. Maybe, well, I don't trust maybe Will Smith. We don't know enough. I don't trust Will Smith. Here's the thing. For reasons of potential. Here's what it is. If you want to have you live a polyamorous lifestyle mm-hmm. and it's understood and you have Scientology an Scientology is another part of this too. But is it has that ever been confirmed? Or are no. they just friends with the Cruises? I think that's it. By the Cruises, I mean Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean one Tom the Cruise. The Cruise clan. Right. Yeah. Um No, I don't trust The thing is. If you haven't agreed upon polyamorous arrangement within your relationship, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't trust Will Smith to follow the rules. Fair.
1: But well, okay, so y'all want to see trust him Will Blue? Smith? <laughs> the theme is
0: never trust Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're getting there. Never. never trust Will Smith. Never. Okay. or fucking willow for that matter
0: i never trust the the whip your hair thing was suspect from the beginning
1: and it it where what it where's she been since is she doing stuff she does a talk show with her mom that's it
0: never trust willow smith never trust willow smith